Hi, I'm Dan Smakerod, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum. You're watching WGAN-TV Live. Today is Thursday, August 24th, and it's 5 o'clock Eastern Time in Atlanta, live at 5. Though I think uh, for our, our guest today, Inventive CG founder Danny Boston, uh, 11 p.m. in the Netherlands. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. So uh, I know you're in the land of tulips. Exactly where are you, Danny? Uh, well, I live in the Netherlands in uh, Limburg. It's the southern part of, uh, of the Netherlands. And I live in uh, Sittos, which is close to Maastricht. So close to Maastricht. So uh, uh, exciting to be, uh, you know, we, we, I think sometimes we think about our forum as just everybody's like right next door, but it turns out everybody's all over the planet. And a lot of people uh, doing very interesting, innovative things. And and uh, I was so thrilled, I think, when, uh, Danny, I think you started writing about Matterport object file meets game engine about a year ago in the forum. Does that sound about right? Uh, almost a year ago, um, like eight to nine months ago, I think. Yeah, and, you know, we, we've managed to keep that thread uh, going, that discussion. If you take a look at it on the front page of the We Get Around Network forum, Matterport scan to game engine, it, it's really, it's like, an encyclopedia documenting uh, what is possible with the Matterport object file uh, to, I want to say, the uh, unit, help me out, the Unity game engine? No, it's Unreal Engine, and actually I'm using the point load data, not the, the OBJ file. Ah, okay, so, uh, so using the point cloud rather than exactly. the Matterport object file. Okay, that's yeah. very exciting, and, and uh, are you getting your, 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 uh, your point cloud from Matterport? Yes, exactly. So you're getting, uh, okay, great. So um, I am obviously over my head even beginning this topic. So Danny, why don't we jump in and just um, tell us about what, what you're now, what has evolved from doing all this discovery of the Matterpoint point cloud of uh, meeting uh, the game engine of what you can now do with it? Yeah, maybe a little bit of background is in order. Um, great. I actually studied multimedia design uh, well, a few years ago, um, I graduated in 2010, and then I uh, started my internship in an uh, internal uh, architectural firm, where I did uh, 3D animations, visualizations for architectural firms, uh, and I actually uh, started doing some drafting work as well there with Archicad, something similar to AutoCAD. Um, and I was actually looking for scanners uh, a while back, to, uh, to increase our work, to speed up our, our workflow, because normally we went to, uh, to property, we uh, measured it by hand, two people uh, went there for a day, depending on the size of the property. So uh, I was looking into a 3D scanner to uh, aut automate part of that process, but it turns out 3D scanners are extremely expensive. And uh, a few months ago, uh, I ran into Metaport when I was researching it. Uh, I came across your forum, uh, did a little bit of research there as well, which was a great uh, resource. And it actually turned out uh, the help I got from the forum actually made, uh, made me help uh, with the decision to buy a Metaport camera. So I've been using that ever since to scan our properties. Now it's a one-man job. You go like one, two hours, depending on the size of the property. And it'll actually speed up the, the drafting work as well because now you've got this point cloud, which is an underlayment for, uh, for the cat work, which usually 
the traditional way we uh, use measurements which we draw by hand and then you need to calculate everything so the the drafting part is a lot faster as well uh, terrific. Thank you for the backstory. I think that's uh, uh, kind of teed it up in terms of where you are, because I, I think initially we're, we're looking at uh, perhaps prototyping some things for, for your, uh, your business and now figured out how to offer those services uh, commercially to the community. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm doing uh, my, my main uh, task is actually creating 3D visual renderings and animations. So uh, getting the actual cut data that I need in order to create those, that's Metapod is a great help for that because it speeds up my process, like I mentioned before. Uh, about a year ago, maybe a little bit longer, I started working with Unreal Engine as well, which is a game development uh, software. And I actually use that to create interactive uh, visualizations. So right now people can actually walk through uh, an interactive space, they can interact with objects, change flooring and, and colors of walls, for example. Well, the possibilities are actually endless, so it's uh, is, pretty is exciting a, times. Uh, Danny, is this a good time to, to, uh, to, to, to show while you're telling? Do you have some examples yeah. that you want to jump into? Definitely. I'll okay. share my screen. Okay. And, and while he's queuing that up, if it, you know, if, if, it, if it turns out that like, oh, this just seems like it's over your head, it's, it really is not because all, this, all these services can be provided by Danny um, and, and he'll go into that at, you know, at some point. First, he's going to give you some examples. But um, you know, when, when, when you're using the Matterport Pro 3D camera or Matterport Pro 2 3D camera and you're scanning, uh, not only are you taking the photography, but you're, you're capturing the data that's an enabling what's possible. And I, I, to me, um, I just think that the, the data that's captured uh, has potentially way more value than even the imagery that we see uh, t today or what we think of a, as a, a Matterport space. So, uh, Danny, looks like you're ready to, to walk us yeah. through some of your examples. Yeah, this is uh, actually imported a point code file, which I requested from Matterport. This is a, a scan I did a couple of weeks ago. Um, this is Archicad, so I've... I've already imported it because it takes a long, uh, long time to import. Uh, you can actually view it from, well, most of it is in Dutch, but this is uh, the first floor. You can actually see a section cut of the, of the property over here. I can go to the second floor as well. Now, like you can see over here, there are some sections which I can move around. So if I open this section, I can actually view what that point code file looks like from a section point. So have, have you done anything to the data other than import it in this example? Yeah, I did, but once it's, uh, once it's imported, it's actually, it's actually just like this. I did some other things, but I've turned those off right now. Okay. So this so is actually the raw uh, point code data. Great. We're looking at exactly a visualization of the, uh, the, the point cloud data generated by the Matterport uh, platform. Exactly. And you can create 3D sections as well so that you can look inside the dome. And the cool thing is you can actually take measurements as well very accurately compared to the OBJ file. 
So I can zoom in a little bit, take my measure tool, and I can see that this is roughly three and a half meters, 3.7 to be exact. So is, uh, really, just as a side note, is, is working in, in the, the point cloud far more accurate than the... Um, OBJ file. Than the OBJ file that we typically yeah. work with? Uh, yeah, it is, because uh, the, the OBJ file is actually generated from the XYZ point cloud file. Mm. And it's a low-resolution mesh, which will decrease accuracy. Ah, and that's, okay. it's created in order to use it uh, for the online, uh, uh, how do I say it, online metaport tools for the mm -hmm. dollars view. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's actually what it's created for, and that's what it's suited for, for as well, because they need a low-poly mesh in order to run it smoothly on both mo mobile devices and uh, browsers. Yeah, this is actually an aha moment for me because I, I know early on in, in my Matterport days uh, visiting with folks in the construction space and uh, people involved in uh, BIM modeling and I had provided them with an object file and they said, nope, sorry, it's not, it's not good enough for us. Mm -hmm. And so mm, uh, uh, I interesting that, uh, you know, fast forward today, it's possible uh, to get the Matterport um, uh, point cloud uh, directly from Matterport. Uh, uh, today it's in beta. Uh, it's no charge. I, I don't know if there's any plans for Matterport to, to charge for that point cloud, but uh, today Matterport generates a, a point cloud through their beta program. Uh, and the, apparently the, the data is far more accurate than uh, working in the object file environment. So that, that, that's, that's, I, I love that. I mean, it's very yeah. geeky, but I just, you know, that's really significant. It's still not as accurate as, uh, as uh, scanners like Faro, the, the multiple dollar, uh, thousand dollar cameras, but it's accurate enough to create uh, uh, draftings and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, uh, if, if I could just digress on that for a moment, you know, I, I think this is a, this is a uh, you know, the, the question is how, how accurate, you often uh, people in this space are, are asking the question, how accurate is the data? And, and um, you know, sometimes, you, you know, you, you don't need a jackhammer to, to hammer in a nail. If all you want to do is hammer in a nail. So it, it may be that the, the Matterport point cloud file is, is good enough for many uses um, that doesn't require a 40,000, 50,000, 100,000, $250,000 scanner. And so I think sometimes what's happening today is, is uh, architects, engineers, construction firm, the AEC space, um, they have a need for a scanning project and all of a sudden they pull out a $50,000 piece of equipment and they're tying up a, you know, a tech that's been trained on how to use that and they're, they're tying up a piece of uh, pricey equipment when it just may be that, you know, bringing in a Matterport service provider is, is, is perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. for, for creating a, a CAD file that will be used as a base for a, for a design, it's, it's perfectly suited. That's why I actually invested in the camera in the first place. Yeah. Because your alternative was, in fact, uh, uh, using a Faro or some very pricey camera and, and having uh, perhaps two people uh, work on the project and tying well, up. Well, I used to do it all by hand with a, with a hand laser uh, measurement. Uh. <laughs>
<laughs> and, and that must have been so. depressing, you know, is, a, is, is, is now that you know that you can simply import this file and begin your design process rather than uh, reconstruct. Oh, we still need to create a current phase um, 3D model, but, but we can use, we, we can create that faster with the, with the point load data. Okay, great. And just to get back to the, to the accuracy of the, uh, of the OBJ file, I just opened up SketchUp. And like you can see here, this is all very low resolution, which takes away from the accuracy, like I mentioned before. I'm assuming you still can see my screen. Yes. Okay. I, I'm, I, you know, I, I, I'm still in awe looking at the mesh view of what Matterport accomplishes, um, but, but obviously you've, you really have taken it to the, uh, to the next level, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm actually, I'll, I'll demonstrate here. I created a few walls in here. Um, so what, let me just create a section. I actually use this point load file, all these dots. The one I selected right now, which is uh, highlighted in green. I use this uh, as, a, as an underlayment. So I, I go to the second floor, for example, and then I start placing walls with this uh, wall tool over here. I'll just extend this one right now. And I'll just roughly create them on the, on the position the way they need to be. And I'll adjust them later on. So I'll, I can create a new wall over here just to show you my process little by little. So I, I first roughly place the walls and I'll create a section and see if it actually fits or if I need to move it in a little bit. As you can see, right there, this is pretty accurate. I can it could move it a little bit to the right right now and I can make it a little bit wider so that the left gap will close. And after I create all these walls, I put in some flooring as well and I create the windows with the window tool. And this is all pretty basic. This is uh, the principle, uh, what I said in English, the, uh, the basics are all the same, no, no matter what software you use, if it's AutoCAD, Revit, or Archicad. So then I'll put in a window, roughly, and then I'll resize it so that it actually matches up with the, uh, with the point cloud file. And if I'm just doing it very roughly right now, no, normally I take a little bit more time. Yep. And if all that's done, I'll create a section over here. And I'll remove the point load file. You'll actually get, get a very clean model like so, which I can use to create draftings, uh, put uh, use as a base for visualization, design process and stuff like that. Uh, talk a little bit more, if you would, about um, uh, w what problem are you solving with what you're creating? Depends on the, on the actual, each project is different. Um, I do a lot of things. I do uh, draftings uh, for, for architects, for example. So if they have a current, uh, if, the, if they have a building that needs to be, uh, redesigned or remodeled, uh, I can actually go uh, scan the property, take the point load data and actually create a 3D model very fast compared to the traditional way where we had to measure it all by hand. Um, after that, the, the architect can use the, these files, 
to create our design so they can actually put in new walls if they like, just like so. So I, I think what I'm hearing in that particular example is that many architects today, if they're remodeling a space, then there's no as built, there's no CAD file, there's no Revit file of the space, either because the space has changed so dramatically since it was designed, or it simply was never designed on CAD, it was drawn on paper, that, that if the architect was going to begin a renovation of a space, that the first thing that they would do is show up, perhaps with a laser measure, take key measurements of the space, take mm -hmm. lots of pictures of the space, then reconstruct the space even before they begin their design. Exactly. And often you need to go back because you forgot to take that one picture or take that one measurement. And then you so, scan your property, you've got everything you need. So that's a problem. Uh, mm -hmm. Both time and people time and, and, and I also would imagine that, that most architects um, that do renovation find the whole process of reconstructing someone else's work um, not so exciting because they, exactly. they want to design. So, so if I'm hearing correctly, in this particular example, working with an architect, you're, you're able to say, hey, we'll come in and scan your space and we'll deliver back to you a model, perhaps in SketchUp or Revit, that the architect can then um, begin immediately doing what they love, which is design. Exactly. You, they can use this as a, as a base for their design instead of creating it themselves. Okay. Uh, and, and, this is, and, and now you've started your own company, Inventive CG, to offer this service to the, to the Matterport service provider community. Along with other things, yes. Yes. So, so what is this particular service called? Um, that's called uh, AEC CAD conversion. Okay. So AEC CAD conversion. So if yeah. you've been watching along here, and if you're just tuning in, you're watching WGAN TV live at five. We're, we're visiting with Inventive CG founder Danny Bosting uh, in the Netherlands. Uh, and uh, Danny's company, uh, Danny's been quite prolific in the We Get Around Network forum discussing uses of the Matterport, Matterport Point Cloud uh, in order to save a lot of time, energy, and effort in the um, architect engineering construction space, the AEC space. And so the, the first example, I think, out of six of the different services that you offer commercially to the Matterport services provider community is Matterport um, AEC CAD. So do I have that correct? Yeah. Okay, so if, um, you go, if, if, you, if you're working with an architect or you wanna work with an architect, uh, th this is actually just something quite amazing that you can save the architect a ton of time in using, um, a laser measurer taking pictures, reconstructing the space by simply working with Danny to take your Matterport scan, have it have it converted by Matterport to deliver a uh, a point cloud that Danny then uses to um, do uh, 
uh, model on top of the data in order to generate a file that an architect would be extremely excited about. Exactly. And, th and that's actually part of what you're doing in your day job is you're, you're doing this uh, for, uh, uh, for um, uh, 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 your architects uh, mm -hmm. and, and saving them a ton of time in, in and they, they probably, do they give you a hug because they go, wow, this is so amazing. <laughs> I think that's harassment. That's it. Oh, it's harassment. Sorry, sorry. But I, I just, I, I would just, I, I would just imagine they would be so excited. That they're, they're pretty happy with the with with the scanning as of lately. Since we've got the scanner, that's a it's a huge time saver. Not okay. only maybe they give you a fist bump instead, or yeah, something. exactly. So <laughs> give you a fist bump. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, you want? I know you have a lot of other uh, tools, toys in your toolbox. You wanted to show us. What's up next? Or is there anything else on this one before we move forward? Well, from this we can create floor plans, sections, elevations, uh, all kind of things that a, that an architect or a project developer would need in order to create their designs and get plans approved by the local government, stuff like that. So okay. that's basically is, it. Is is there more to show us on this particular one? Um, I've actually created a folder. This is the actual space that I just show you. This is the, a picture from the Metalport scan. Mm -hmm. and I've actually created the model like, like I just showed you on, in Archicad itself. And once I've created it in Archicad, I can actually create a clay render, create clay render from it, mm -hmm. like so. Create a basic lighting setup. Mm -hmm. Is that called claymation or no? They call it clay render. Clay render, okay. Yes. And you can see it here with some furniture, just a, a, a design, a, a part of the design process. And then you can actually render it as well with nice lighting and uh, materials. And you can end up with something like this. Whoa. Now, are we, I know you're showing a two-dimensional rendering but is it actually a three-dimensional model that you're showing us and you're just showing us the two dimensions of that model this is a, a, a an actual exporter jpeg from a 3d file i can show that as well let me fire up my rendering pro program okay. so so this is kind of exciting uh if if i'm hearing you correctly danny you're able to take um let, let's say that uh, a, a Matterport service provider has scanned uh, an empty space, um, may, maybe a commercial space. Uh, now, uh, between uh, is this between the architect and between you, or is this the architect is is then creating a clay rendering in a three-dimensional model? I can actually. I'm not sure if I follow your question. Um, I can create these, these CAT uh, models and I can create renderings of, as well from those. And what I was actually showing you right here is the process that I, I actually use. I start out with a, with a current state scan. I actually built a 3D model from this. And then I'll create a lighting setup. I use a white material so that I can know if, uh, if the light doesn't uh, uh, overexpose and stuff like that. And then I'll create furniture and like, like a like a design proposition. And I'll create flooring materials, wall materials, sliding, some, uh, actually some items to dress it all up. 
But this can be either uh, an architect that wants it, uh, wants a certain uh, design to be shown to his clients, or I can actually design it myself and use that as a proposition. You can also. So it, and is that a three dimensional model, just like we think of Matterport? In, in it is, but I can't turn around in this. Right now, I open an image of it. I can also. This is this is the very same room with tiles. Yes. But but I'll show you in the 3D rendering software. This is actually the file. Like you can see, this is the very same space. Yes. And this might slow down the uh, the stream. I don't know. Just so bear with me. I can actually press a button. It'll load up. And now you can see in the Actually, let me increase that. Right now, I'm looking at this very same 3D uh, view, which is currently rendering. But I can also zoom in, rotate it, and it'll keep rendering until you've got this clear image. I'm not sure if it shows up on the yeah, screen. Yeah, I see it as a point cloud taking some time to uh, render. So exactly. In, in terms of show and tell, this may be one that, that's better to just say, yes, I can create a three-dimensional model that's fully rendered uh, that looks like Matterport, except it's a space that hasn't been built yet. It's, it's a, exactly, and we can yeah. create images from that or animations, even 360 panoramas. Uh, Okay, cool. Do you, do you have a, a name for this service that you offer to Matterport service providers? Uh, this is just, a, well, actually, uh, Archfish, uh, Architectural Visualization. Ar okay, Architectural Visualization. Exactly. Okay. All right, cool. And I can also show you a demo of Unreal Engine, the program I've talked about uh, on the forum. Mm -hmm. So this is actually a 3D design as well. This one wasn't based on uh, on the Matterport scan, but it could it could have been. Uh, the process is all the same. This mm -hmm. is uh, created from plans, but I could also create this uh, space if it was a pre-built space. I could also use the Matterport data to create this. And over here, actually, uh, let me see if I got the right map. People can actually walk around this, uh, this environment like a video game and interact with it. I think I've posted a video uh, of this very okay. particular um, vi uh, project. Okay. So you can walk around. And, uh, if, I, if, if I could just interject here, um, it, it's not silky smooth on our end where it's going from being out of focus to in focus. Uh, that is simply the limitation of our uh, live television feed and is not really a reflection on what, uh, what, what Danny is designing and creating. So uh, bear with us that, that uh, um, we're doing our best with uh, pushing the technology to enable this uh, uh, live stream. Um, but it, it, is, it is actually, I, I, I've had an opportunity to look at it. It's like silky smooth and beautiful and it doesn't go in and out of focus. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
I wasn't aware that it wasn't uh, very sharp on your end. Uh, now, now that it's still, it's, it's perfectly sharp. Um, yeah, but I, I can I, imagine if I move around that it's a little bit blurry. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Uh, but but not not a reflection of your product, just simply a limitation mm -hmm. of us doing our WGAN TV live stream here. Okay. So and like I showed in the video as well, you can actually walk uh, towards this point right here, and you can actually change the wall color to say a reddish color, for example. And the cool thing is, you can actually save a color palette as well. So I can drag this. I'm not sure if you can follow it because it's. Oh yes, yes. We're uh, it's uh, it's it's rendering in real time. You've just changed okay. the wall to a different shade of red, and you're uh, definitely. Uh -huh. yeah. So I can walk away from this and look at it at a different angle. Actually, let me close this up and restart it. And standalone. This will take a little while to load. I was using the editor right now. If I use a standalone application, I can actually use the escape menu as well. If I do that in the editor, the, the program will shut down. Mm -hmm. So now I've opened the very same project as a standalone file. This is the starting menu and you can cl uh, click continue and then you'll actually be spawned inside the, uh, the environment. Right now I can walk up to this chair, for example, and change the color just like I did with the wall. So let's take a yellow color for this, for example. I can save this. And if I go to escape and I press cinematic, I'll, I'll have a, a little animation that I pre-created. And if the view moves to the right in a second, you can actually see that those, those chairs are yellow right now. So it's all interactive. So if I escape out of this, and actually if I change these to this red color that we created before, and if I restart, oh, it was actually kind of orange, but anyway, if I reopen this animation, you'll see that the colors of these chairs are updated. So it's a, an inter interactive video. Does that make sense? It, it, it absolutely makes sense. And it's absolutely fascinating to see what you're able to do. I, I know that you mentioned this model was not created using the, the Matterport point cloud to start with, but it simply could have been. So exactly. we'll, we'll take that leap of faith to say, okay, imagine this is a, a began with a Matterpoint point cloud. Uh, uh, Danny did what he did in, his, in, the, in, in the previous segment of uh, constructing, the, of uh, reconstructing the, the, the space and then be able to change the, uh, the texture, uh, add, add furniture, add textures, change colors, wall coverings, floor coverings. Uh, this almost seems like the holy grail of what uh, Matterport is capable of in this, uh, in this, uh, in this space, uh, albeit presently done um, uh, individually as opposed to ma making this a, an automated platform for us to, to simply be able to, uh, uh, to do this. So this is, um, requires a, a lot of skill to, to be able to do this, uh, certainly at least today. Um, so, uh, Danny, as we're looking at this, uh, there's two questions that come to mind for me. You know, one is, um, what are the use cases for this? Or, and I guess, two, what, what problem are you solving for someone that involves time or money? Well, projects like this, this exact uh, project was actually used for a, a, for a, um, 
a project developer, which, which was building uh, six or eight apartments. I think it was six apartments, but they weren't built yet and he needed to sell those properties. So and this is a perfect way to sell a property that, that doesn't exist yet. People, potential buyers can walk through it, um, imagine it with a tile flooring, with a wooden flooring, whatever the contractor would like them to see. So this one's a little bit, uh, I completely get it, um, and that's great, but it, it's not exactly, I, I'd still like to bring it back to Matterport because uh, if the space mm -hmm. doesn't exist yet, we can't, uh, we can't scan it yet. So um, is it, is it, uh, ah, so uh, let, let's go back. This is, I think, is really good. So, uh, you know, um, bear, with, bear with me here. Imagine I'm a Matterport service provider. I go into a, um, a company uh, that has, um, uh, you know, take a real example here in Atlanta. The property management company is managing, you know, 60 plus properties in multiple states. And uh, they get really excited about Matterport and they say to me, Oh, but you know we're working on uh, the, the, the half the building is also half of the company is also actually on uh, building out um, uh, projects like this. So mm -hmm. they say, oh, we're we're in the midst of uh, you know we uh, breaking ground or we haven't broken ground or you know we, we'd like to talk to you in eighteen months because we'd really love to have this once we finish the building. So um, would the magic expression here be to say, oh, well, we can help you today with your spaces that aren't built yet. Just simply provide us with the architect's Revit file and we can provide you with a, not only a, a three-dimensional model that looks like what I'm showing you today, we can also enable it so that it has an interactive palette so that if your um, potential buyer wants to see what it looks like with the with a carpet instead of a tile or want to see with a with a blue paint instead of a white paint uh, that's all possible is, is exactly and you don't even need to revit file you can actually I can actually create it from floor plans if necessary from floor plans so if you have a two-dimensional floor plan and you yeah. know that the ceiling height is is uh, uh, I would say 10 feet two inches. I'm, I'm, I have no clue what that is in meters. But if you know what the ceiling, you have a two-dimensional floor plan and you have a ceiling height and maybe you have some artist renderings to give you the style guide, mm -hmm. then you can create an interactive design studio like you've been showing us. Exactly. And if I get, uh, get access to elevations, I actually can create the exact uh, door height and stuff, stuff like that as well. If not, I use uh, a normalized uh, height and width of those. So, so the problem that you're solving here, for example, is someone, um, a, a, a potential client, um, uh, is how to help them sell or, or lease ex uh, spaces that haven't been built yet so that they a can make sales and b improve their their uh, cash flow. Mm -hmm. Is that is that kind of a exactly. yeah exactly. Is is there some other in 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 this particular example? Is there an, another problem or challenge that you're solving uh, for for your client that engaged you for this solution? Uh, like I mentioned, it can be used by uh, architects who want to present uh, an unveiled home or, or project contractors, uh, but also uh, people who want, uh, want to remodel their house and they, they, they aren't exactly sure what kind of flowing material they want. So instead of uh, a 
picking the wrong one and be regret it afterwards, they can actually, it doesn't have to be a, a tool, but it could be an image as well, so that you can, can actually get an idea of what the space will look like after it's renovated. Okay. So, um, I would say that that's a possibility at a certain income level that perhaps uh, I just want to be able to today have you design an interactive tool of my house so that I could see what it looks like. But I, I, I think in, in, unless you want to push back, I'm, I'm going to say, hmm, uh, a really good prospect for this uh, solution that you're showing now is an, an architect that wants to um, be able to easily and quickly work with a client to show them how uh, a space can be restyled uh, for a multi-story um, condo building. Does that sound like a, a yeah, good case? Yeah, absolutely. And, and then, and, go ahead. It's all right, I'm sorry. Okay, uh, and once you've got this free space, you can easily uh, add interactivity. I can, I can show you live uh, a little bit of programming, very short, what, what's possible. And the possibilities are endless, like I, like I mentioned before. Okay, I mean, so I, I think... I think that's an example of you know working with an architect who's working with the client. Then I I would imagine, um, you know, I, I'm almost going to say what I think might be a even even a better example because I I always think you know how do you get closest to the wallet? The opportunity to solve a problem where you can help a client make more money faster is is maybe even a little bit better than the architect example in, unless the architect is able to be, you know, that much more efficient with their, their time and design and maybe they use that as a selling point to, to get, get their new business is, is when you engage us as an architect, this is the kind of solution that we use in order to help uh, collaborate together to, to get to a better place quicker. Um, but I would imagine, you know, I, I think about, um, I don't know, I live in Atlanta, so, um, you know, I, I, uh, the, the, uh, the state bird is, a, is, I don't know if this will translate, and, uh, but the state bird seems to be the crane. Uh, there is so much construction going on in Atlanta today uh, that there's a, almost a crane, it feels like, on, on every corner putting up buildings. And, and all those condos uh, that are being built, um, uh, that they could begin the sales process sooner and maybe close sales faster if they were using a tool, an interactive tool like this, when they're sitting down with potential clients um, who, who really um, want to be able to visualize the space before they make a decision. Does, does that Exactly, yes. That's, that's what this project was meant for. Okay, great. Uh, and uh, uh, Lanks, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, forgive, forgive me for, uh, I, I've just taken you off of mute. Was there any kind of follow-up question you wanted to ask Danny? Can you hear me? And so we're having a sound problem. No. So uh, unfortunately, we're going to move on because I, I unfortunately, I, I don't know what the connection is, but if you type me your question, then I can uh, relay it back to, to Danny. Um, so Danny, was there a, a video, was there something else related to this particular solution that you wanted to show us? 
Um, well, I, I can create a quick example. I don't know if it's interesting, but I can show you what uh, um, what the actual uh, interface looks like. Yes. If I move this to the left. So while while you're doing that, um, <laughs> you know, for lack of a better term, I, I want to call this a Matterport Design Studio service. So okay. You know, if you're if you're looking at what Danny is doing now in, in terms of creating um, a tool or a platform that enables interactive um, design decisions, um, uh, uh, you know, figure out how to go to you know some bigger clients that's got you know uh, the architects they're in construction they're in engineering. Uh, where you can help them make more money faster, the architect even to be able to say, hey, if you use this kind of tool, you're going to get you know, more clients quicker for more money because clients would, would eat this up of being able to participate in the design process. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I could imagine at some point that Matterport will come out with the design studio that will you know, in some way automate and simplify, or perhaps they'll partner with another company to offer an automated solution. But at least today, you know, as of August 24th, 2017, you're looking at a solution that's doable today, either from your Matterport scan, um, perhaps of an empty building, um, or which, which is just absolutely amazing, which what Danny just said, is if you give him a two-dimensional floor plan, if you give him floor plans and tell him what the ceiling height is, and, and maybe you have some design direction in that some architect design studio already put together a few renderings of, of how they envision the, the final design of the space, uh, then, then Danny can create a three-dimensional model that's interactive with color palettes. Uh, There's actually a great site. I'm pretty sure you're familiar with it. It's called Hose. It's a, uh, it's a. Uh, uh, let me open it up. Yep. That's a collection of a lot of different interior design. Uh, let me see interior design. Yeah, in, in fact, what a great way for inspiration. You can just pick out, you know, go through here, pick out what you like. And, exactly, you can pick you know, out your, your style. If you want something modern, you click on modern. I'm actually picked kitchens right now. And you can actually create a, a, an inspiration book over here. You can create a collection. And you can actually, well, use that as a guideline for the design process. Isn't that great? An inspiration book to, to, to fast track you to, to be on track uh, and so either your client's doing that or you're doing that or you're doing it together and then you're able to, to work with Danny to actually uh, um, create these uh, solutions. All right, I, I think you were about to show us something else here. Okay, well, um, like I mentioned, the Unreal Engine is an interactive uh, solution, so you, we can create all kinds of cool stuff. I can actually create a trigger box. I can put that in here. And once the the actual uh, user enters this box, a certain action can occur, and that can be whatever we want it to be. So I can create an event, uh, event on, on begin overlap. And then something can happen. Let's say, for example, we want to turn these lights on and off. Um, I can see the, the names of these lights right here. 
and forgive uh, me, you're you're in you're using the Unreal Engine to do that, is it? Exactly, which yeah. is actually a gaming uh, game development software. Okay. I'm, I'm actually uh, I'm actually a marketing person that's very geeky. Um, so uh, d please don't give me credit for actually understanding what you're doing, other than I I'm in awe of it. So. Okay, that's okay. So let's say, for example, we, we want to switch these lights on and off as soon as we enter this box right here, um, which we can actually do already without walking into it. If I walk towards these lights, I can actually turn them on and off. But we can also create an event that triggers this when we walk over here. So I actually created this trigger box, which you can see right here. And I'll, then I'll create an event and the event right here is set to set visibility. So it takes set visibility. So if, uh, if I wanted to tap and uh, uh, have the designer of this space tell me what the view is that I'm looking at. <clears throat> Excuse me? Um, uh, could I trigger an audio tour on demand? So, yeah. so I walk out on the balcony and hello, I'm Dan, I'm your salesperson. You're on the 45th floor. You're in Buckhead in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, this uh, unit 45A is looking south uh, towards downtown. So um, that's an example of something that could be triggered, which would be a, uh, an audio tour guide on demand. Exactly. There can be also all sorts of uh, actions compared to uh, whatever happens. For example, right now I created a trigger box which triggers this event. I can actually show, that, show this live. So whenever I, my character enters this uh, particular uh, model, this mm -hmm. uh, action will trigger. Action is called set visibility and the new visibility is off. And I actually use the light components as a target. So as soon as I enter this box, these lights will turn off, hopefully. Okay. So I see a television in that particular example. So uh, it might be that if I walk towards the TV, would it play a video? Yeah, that I could easily create that, but I don't have video uh, content right now loaded into the project, but that's yeah. possible as but, well. But that would be, so I'm just thinking of things that, that, that one might annotate an environment, audio, video, um, mm -hmm. uh, I, I imagine uh, shopping, uh, potentially, or at least say, if I click on that TV set, it might take me to the appropriate Amazon link where I could find, I could actually go buy that if I wanted. Yeah, that's possible as well. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. Uh, uh, and, and, uh, so just going back to my notes here, this is is, are we still in the AEC CAD or this is a different, this, no, this, this is no, the. This interactive applications of these. Okay. Interactive so I, I called it the Matterport Design Studio. Exactly. Service. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and uh, so this would be the inventive CG interactive design studio service. Yeah, you could call it that. Okay. All right. I'll call it that. Um, okay, what else you got in your in your Mary Poppins bag of uh, exciting My things? Mary Poppins bag. Um, I can't show it live, but as many of you have probably already seen it, I can also uh, extend uh, projects like like these to be viewed in VR with the HTC Vive. Whoa! Um, Oculus Rift support is coming. I'm working on that. 
So I'll open up my Vimeo account. Okay. While, while you're opening that up, uh, let me just do a break here to say that if you're just tuning in, we are live. This is WGAN-TV, live at 5. Uh, I'm Dan Spigbrod. I'm the founder of the We Get Around Network Forum. Uh, we're visiting with uh, forum member Danny Basting. Uh, Danny is the founder of Inventive CG, uh, located in Tulips country in the Netherlands. And I think we have a member of the forum who's joined us, uh, Lanks. We tried to, to hear the audio, but we couldn't uh, have you join us. But if you want to text me in a private window, I can always ask, uh, ask uh, Danny a question for you. Um, uh, so I think what, I mean, what, what, I think what you're about to show will actually give me goosebumps. So go for it. Okay, sounds good. Want me to talk over it or want me to just play it? Uh, uh, your choice. Okay. On the right side, you'll see me. I recorded myself actually walking through the project I created. I'm using the HTC Vive uh, motion controllers, which the, the white one can be used to actually teleport through the space. You can actually walk around as well, but depending on the size of your room, you can only walk a few meters. So right now I'm just looking around, opening some drawers, just ex exploring the space. And now I'm opening up the laser pointer, which allows me to interact with uh, certain objects, for instance, uh, change the flooring material, which can all be predefined. If an uh, if architect wants to show a, a specific set of floors, I can create that flooring material and import it into a project. I'm literally tingling watching this. It is that, to me, it is that, that exciting. Uh, I, and I can I, physically I, turn on, yeah. on and off lights with a light switch. And I always keep saying this, well, you, it doesn't look as immersive on the screen than it does on the headset. Once you've put on a Vive or an H, uh, or Oculus Rift, you're, you're there. It's, it's, I can't really describe it. Yeah, uh, you know, it, 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 it seems like, um, uh, can this experience be shared? Can, can two people be in this room at the same time? Um, or is it on the screen so the, so that the client can be wearing the, the VR viewer and the architect is, is seeing this on a PC of what the client's looking at? As it is set up right now, the, the client can view it inside the VR headset and uh, the architect will be able to see it on the, either a monitor or a TV. I'm planning on creating uh, some sort of uh, multiplayer where you can actually see each other or like uh, a resemblance of someone else who's in the space with you. Yeah, you know, Danny, I think even in the, the, the first scenario that you gave where the client is in the VR viewer experience and the architect is watching things on the monitor, um, you know, wow, how exciting is that to, to, to be able to say to your client, you know, would you like to see um, hardwood floors? Um, you know, what color hardwood floors would you like? Uh, would you rather see that in slate? Um, That's actually possible as well. Right now, you, the, the architect or whoever is showcasing the project can view whatever the person with the VR headset is, is uh, looking at. Mm -hmm. But I can actually, I, I can also create key maps to the mouse and keyboard so that the architect uh, can uh, actually uh, adjust the, or interact with the, with the model. So change the flooring like you mentioned or change the wall color. While the while the viewer in the headset is actually walking around, that's possible as well. Yeah, 
you know, so seeing the animation of the drawers open and close, that's cool. But I, I think the, you know, the money shot is, uh, uh, you know, gee, I, I'd like to see the walls uh, a different color. I'd like to have them lighter. Um, I'd, I'd like to change the floor, uh, the, the floor uh, covering. I'd like to change the style of the floor covering, the color of the floor covering. And so, you know, for an architect, <coughs> uh, space planner, designer, that perhaps has some, you know, presets. Uh, you know, for, for, frankly, this this could be. Um, gee, you know, I, you know, I, I recently went and scanned a design center, and that design. I mean, Danny, you're going to love this. I, I I recently scanned a design center here in Atlanta, and so if if you're going to buy a a condo at X location, uh, th this company has so many different condos to say we're going to send you to the design center where you can look at all the tiles you can look at all the bathroom fixtures all the sink fixtures uh all this you know, every type of of material that when i'm buying a condo i can make a decision about i can look at swatches okay well what you're doing uh you know frankly instead of building a physical design studio of a physical place uh, that has swatches, boy, I could really imagine that um, I, 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 the buyer just stepping into the VR experience and, and being able to go through the five different floor coverings, the five different wall colors, the, you know, whatever it is, and have it actually configured exactly what the client wants um, you know, I, I, I'm going to imagine when, when they had this, this concept of, oh, we're going to build a physical design studio and we're going to have people drive to it. And then we're going to have them look at four inch square, you know, tiles and visualize what that looks like on the kitchen floor. Um, you know, that was probably, you know, innovative whenever that approach. But, you know, what you're doing here uh, is so disruptive to say, no, no, you don't need all these samples in one places and you don't have to keep building out examples of, of kitchens and sinks and, mm -hmm. and, and... I'm actually working on a kitchen VR configurator, but it's a, it's a long-term project because I don't have, well, I, I, I don't have a lot of uh, spare time on my hands, but I'm actually, yes. for, for, for a showroom, uh, a kitchen uh, supplier, I'm actually building something like this that uh, a client can actually pick out several colors of uh, front door materials, uh, different handlebars, uh, uh, countertops, stuff like that. So that you can actually, once you've got like, uh, let's say 50 materials for the flooring and let's say 20 countertops, you can create a numerous amount of, uh, of combinations. So that'll save a lot, a lot of uh, space for actual the, the people selling kitchens and the clients can actually see more uh, possibilities that way. Yeah, you know, I, you know right, right now, you know, thinking about this, this design, and, and it's not a big place, maybe it's 500 square feet here in, in Atlanta, but, you know, if you wanted to take that 500 square feet to a trade show and, and you know, or, or you wanted to go, let's see, even a better example, you wanted to go to a home expo in Atlanta, you could never do that. You, you couldn't have, you know, it's just too expensive to, to physically reconstruct that space for three days of a show. Now I can imagine a 10 by 10 by 10 space where um, here's this interactive studio. And if you're thinking about buying a place at, you know, at, at X, you know, condo, 
um, you know, put on your VR viewer, and uh, we're we're gonna ask you some questions, and we're gonna we're gonna get the walls to look like you want them, the floors to look like you want them, the ceiling color, and you know, down to the fixtures. And now we're through virtual reality, enable you to walk through this space. This is like. This is this is so amazing what you're doing. Yeah, and you can actually press a button. I mapped uh, I mapped a button on the left uh, motion controller in my VR demo, um, so that once you've configured the space the way you like it, so you picked a let's say a red dark uh, wall color, a floor material that's wooden or something like that, you can actually look at it from a certain angle, whatever you like, and then press a button, and you'll save a local screenshot on your computer as well. Wow. So, uh, uh, so I'm I'm hearing that you you really are on the cutting edge uh, of of actually creating a virtual design studio and virtual reality uh, for a, a, a client, um, and and this is exactly the kinds of projects that you're looking for, uh, and I think Matterport service providers are in, in such a you know a, a great position. Gee, you know, I, I could imagine going back to the client that in, engaged us to, sh to shoot this space here in Atlanta, and 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 say, hey, you know that design studio you have? Imagine that it was virtual, and we can and 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 instead of looking at all these different you know you know f f here are the faucets here here are the um, <clears throat> Uh, you know, here, here's the, the trim for, for, for whatever. It's actually with, within the actual um, uh, condominium, condo, or house that, that people are buying. You know, there's five different, five different models that they use all over the country is to say, okay, um, let's have you configure it today in, in this virtual interactive design studio. Exactly, because you can yeah. very easily manipulate a scene like this. I can easily move this couch around. I can replace it with another, with another static mesh, so that it'll turn into a different sofa, for example, with the with whatever material I like, I want to show. Very whatever powerful. material that uh, the supplier has to offer. Okay. All right. So you've taken us through the in inventive CG interactive design studio both as 3D model, now as virtual reality model. What else you got up your sleeve? Give me a second. I'll open up the form with some notes. This is absolutely remarkable. Um, if you're a Matterport service provider and you're thinking about scanning, 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 um, you're, you're creating data that has so much value to the right client. Um, you know, you heard me just talk about a company that has physically bought, built a design studio. I imagine they've done that in many city, cities for many communities that they're building out. You know, wow. Uh, think of the amount, not only the, the money that can be saved in building it out, but in enabling a client to make a much more confident decision because the space is actually rendered exactly the way they visualize. And I, you know, I, I know my wife and I have tried to, you know, we, we, we did a renovation project. And it's just so much easier to see it as a three-dimensional model than trying to look at swatches. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we missed the OBJ to SketchUp uh, file conversion, which is something that can be pretty useful. Actually, 
we've already seen the SketchUp model that I am project. Mm -hmm. Let me go back to this one. So I actually used the OBJ file from instead of the point cloud, like we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. And I created a, a SketchUp file from this, which designers or clients can use to actually do their own design work if they like to, because SketchUp is a pretty easy 3D modeling software, which can be easily learned. Um, if you, for example, scan an empty space, this, this one wasn't empty, uh, but let's say you did a, a scan an empty place. Let me just delete some geometry right here, which you shouldn't need to do if, if the space was empty. So right now I deleted this chair and you can actually um, very easily put in your own furniture. If you go now, to- are, are we, We're in the SketchUp there's a SketchUp, yes, SketchUp. exactly. Okay. So in the, the service that you offer is converting the Matterport object file to a SketchUp file. Exactly, and this can be used by clients to actually create their own designs if they want to. So why wouldn't a client just want the object file? Um, you can't just import the object file to SketchUp. You need to convert it first. Yes, um, so but a... a, a um, architect, engineer, designer, they're using a CAD program uh, and, and uh, you're a Matterport service provider and you say, hey, let, I, I have an object file. Um, what are they going to say and what's the problem that you're solving? Um, can you rephrase that, please? Y yes. Uh, or let, let me see if I can describe what I think the answer is and then tell me if I'm right or wrong here. Okay. That, that the that if you're here, let's take an example of an architect. Um, if, if you're a Matterport service provider and you're visiting with an architect um, and the architect is, is typically going to, um, uh, when they do the finished design of a project, they're, they're working in a program called Revit. Um, but before they get to that Revit phase, they're most likely designing in something called SketchUp, um, which is just a much, just think of it as just kind of a, a, a way to sketch out proposed ideas quickly without any regard to uh, a lot of stuff. And, um, and in order for the architect to use SketchUp, they actually need a .skp file, a SketchUp file. And so Danny's company, Inventive CG, takes the Matterport object file and converts it to a SketchUp file so that it actually has, that it's usable. What, what I think of is, and I, I actually don't even, I'm not even sure I understand why, you know, Matterport offers an object file. I, I guess people like you like the object file, but it, it seems like a, a much better, you know, button on, in Workshop would be, you know, export to S, uh, export to SKP because it, it's really as I think of the Matterport object file as data, and I think of the SketchUp file as a tool. And that and for, for someone like an architect, if you can tell them you can give them a SketchUp file of a of a, a space that you scan, um, I, I would imagine they'd be very excited uh, for the reasons that you were originally talking about at the beginning of our discussion. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of a fair assessment that uh, that that anyone yeah. who's a sp you can actually you you can draw accurately at SketchUp as well, but it's like you mentioned, it's it's used mostly for for the design phase, the sketching phase, hence the name SketchUp, I, I assume. So you can actually import this uh, open this SketchUp file, which was 
created from an OBJ file and you can do some virtual staging, for example, uh, put in some furniture and you can actually change the materials of this, of this furniture that you created and you, let me turn off this section, view section cuts. And you can dress it up a little bit with a couple of chairs, for example. I'm just so, roughly editing it right now. Yeah. So while, while you, I'm going to, if you don't mind, I'm going to talk over while you're doing your thing there for a bit, just to okay. give you, to, to give our audience a, 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 another example. So a member of the We Get Around Network, the, a member of the We Get Around Atlanta team is an architect of 13 plus years. Uh, and uh, we asked, my wife and I asked them to, and, and, and his, he, he, I bought a, ca a Matterport camera in July of 2014, when Matterport Spaces 3D Tours as we know them today was first possible. He bought the camera way before that and it didn't even take the photography. All it did was capture the data. And he was very excited about the data that the camera captured because as an architect that, that, that did many, many, many um, restaurant renovations, he wanted to begin with the data just as Danny is describing because he didn't want to go out and take a measuring, a laser measure, measure somebody else's space, take pictures of someone else's space and reconstruct it before he would design. So anyway, so um, we asked him to to design, uh, to renovate our master uh, bathroom. And so he, he took, uh, I scanned our, our master bathroom. I gave him the uh, the object file, we had a SketchUp file uh, created from the SketchUp file. He was able to create a three-dimensional model and, and present it to my wife and I in order. And, and, and I, Danny, I think we haven't gotten it to yet, but I think it was actually in BIMX, is that he was pre presenting a three-dimensional model to us so that we could make decisions uh, rather than looking at maybe a two-dimensional floor plan and, and swatches of material. Uh, and, and that was only possible because we could take the Matterport object file and have it converted to a SketchUp file to, to enable an architect that knows what they're doing to, to create magic and propose designs uh, back to us. So, um, uh, Danny, you look like you're at a point where you're ready to jump back in on, on what you've done there. Well, I've just uh, I've put in, just for an example, I've put in two extra chairs where the, where the, where the blue chair was initially, but if you can imagine the space is completely empty, you can actually create, uh, you can virtually stage the, the entire room or entire proper, property even. So you put in your own coaches with the colors that you like, and you can even create a, a new flooring so that you, you can create a, a, let me see, you can create a plane like this, put it on top of the, of the existing floor on the right half. And then you can give this a certain material like tiles, for example. So this is sort of a budget option compared to the yeah. visualizations that we showed earlier. Yeah. So, so I just like to kick it up a notch uh, for Matterport service providers that are, are watching this and going, oh my God, I would never do this. This is like so over my head. No, not at all. All you need to do is have a potential client like an architect, a space planner, uh, a construction company, um, and just simply say, hey, would it be helpful to have a SketchUp file of the places that you're planning to, um, to renovate? Um, so that you, and, and the problem that you're solving is not tying up their senior people going out and measuring, taking pictures, and painfully reconstructing somebody else's work only to redesign it. Mm -hmm. 
um, architects want to design. They don't want to. They don't want to build somebody else's stuff only to then begin the design process. So, uh, uh, so this is a service that that Danny offers is converting a uh, in, in his company Inventive CG uh, converting uh, a Matterport object file to a SketchUp file. Uh, this is relatively an easy, fast, and uh, reasonably priced solution in 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 order to be able and, and still enable you to uh, you know mark it up three times and uh, and and offer that to a client who who would be thrilled um, because you're so, you're solving a real problem uh, and you're also helping with uh, enabling the design process to take place. Uh, you know, uh, far faster uh, than it would be, particularly if you're talking about, you know, uh, a, a, a larger building uh, that, that has to be created as a, as a, as a, a three-dimensional model. You already have the data that can be converted to a SketchUp file. So anyway, that's, uh, in, that's an inventive CG uh, Matterport object file to SketchUp file, and Danny's just trying to give some examples of what an... Um, what a, a architect could do in a program like uh, uh, SketchUp. And uh, again, the accuracy of the measurements of, of going from the object file to the SketchUp file uh, in, in, the, in, the, in the initial design phase is, is not critical. So um, uh, don't, don't let an architect tell you your, 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 your thing's not accurate enough. It's, it's gonna be good enough to present to a client uh, and it's probably good enough even to calculate what the cost of materials would be. It's certainly not accurate enough to to, to cut glass. And and frankly, in the construction space, every uh, trade is going to measure their own space anyway uh, before they start uh, cutting glass and installing mirrors and windows, etc. Uh, Bimex, you ready to move on to yet another solution you have? Um, absolutely. Um... Yet again, it's something I can't show live because you need a tablet for that, which I don't have on me right now. It's at the office, but I can show the video just like we did on the on the what's it called, the VR solution. Yep. Um, so if you're just tuning in, you're watching WGAN TV live at five. Uh, I'm Dan Smigrod, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum. And uh, I'm visiting today with Inventive CG founder, uh, Danny Basten, in the Netherlands, uh, talking about uh, all the amazing things that are possible uh, from the Matterport object file, Matterport um, uh, point cloud. Uh, it, it, so that it, it's essentially you have this whole new toolbox that you just, you don't have to necessarily be focused on on what exists today, but w w uh, things that are pre-built. Uh, so it's a combination. You, you just have this, now that you understand scanning, there's so many other tools in your toolbox other than coming back with the Matterport Spaces 3D tour. That's great, deliver that. But these are the kinds of things when you're talking to a potential client who says, come back to me in 18 months when the, when this, the place is built, no, 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 no. You got stuff to help them today, and then you can scan their space in 18 months as well once it's, it's been completely built. Danny, back to you. Yeah, I just jumped back real quickly to Archicad since we're going to talk about the mix real quick. Um, actually, once uh, a project is set up in Archicad, so we've got this uh, cat model like we've seen before, these walls, for example. 
we can actually create a digital uh, presentation model that can be viewed on iPad and Android devices. Um, and it combines uh, floor plans, uh, 3D models, elevations, sections, uh, even presentation PDFs. If, if a client has some sort of uh, piece of paper with uh, materialization, so flooring, for example, uh, just some nice presentation sheets, we can, uh, we can add those as well. Uh, I'll just open up the video real quick. This is a view, uh, a recorded view from, uh, from a tablet. So right now, this might go a little bit fast. On this, can you see my mouse cursor as well? Yes. Okay, so right now if I press this, you can see a little thumbnail of the cat file that I created from a yeah. Metapod scan. Yes. If, if we go forward a little bit, I'll actually tab on the 3D scan. This is the OBJ file that I imported into Archicad as well. And below are the actual drawings, which again are in Dutch, but well, this is overview is English, but the rest was in Dutch. So we've got this overview from all the drawings that I created for this project, all based on a Metapod scan, which you can swipe through. These are the elevations, sections. And the cool thing about BIMX is you can actually zoom into a particular section, floor plan or elevation, and you can press this 3D button on the bottom, and it'll actually overlay the 3D model on that particular part of the plans. And you can move them around so that people who aren't very familiar with uh, reading actual architectural drawings, they can get a good understanding of what, a, uh, what those plans are actually meant. Yeah, I, you know, I, I know we have some friends that showed us some blueprints uh, for a restaurant and uh, my eyes glazed over. I absolutely couldn't understand, could not possibly visualize uh, what they were so excited about building. And, and yet there are these uh, three-dimensional tools that would enable it to be easy, fast, and simple for me or someone else to actually un understand uh, what it is that the architect is designed by looking at it as in a, a three-dimensional model. So everything that you're looking at right now is, uh, is viewed on an iPad. Might go a little bit quick. It's going yeah. a little long time ago. Yeah, so, so this, is, this is really amazing because I, I think, you know, uh, I, when I see something like this, uh, I, I think, okay, salespeople in the field, they're calling on people, they're showing them spaces, they're showing them spaces that haven't been built yet, they're showing them, you know, uh, um, you know what, what the possibilities are of various, you know, design projects. So uh, world's gone mobile and it's possible to have... Uh, 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 once, once projects are, are rendered as three-dimensional models, uh, if I understand correctly, Danny, you're bringing it, this into a, an app called BIMX, B-I-M-X, and using BIMX, uh, the, the three-dimensional model now comes to life on an iPad, for example. On an iPad or Android device. Or Android device. Okay, cool. Um, I, I know it's actually I, a presentation model. So, like I mentioned before, I can if you oh, I actually closed it. I think. Um, let me open it up real quick again. Um, oh. So you've got this overview here. We can create folders as well. So right now I didn't put anything in a folder, but if I go a little bit further, uh, where was it? I think over here. I tab on a, a certain 
uh, drawing and it shows up over here. But this, like I mentioned before, can also be uh, a presentation view or a picture or whatever. So it doesn't have to be project uh, uh, model related. Yeah, it, 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 it's... Uh, Could be anything. Yeah, it's amazing. So, uh, Danny, let me run off a little checklist here and tell me if I'm missing anything. But I, I think what we've actually have gone through today is Inventive CG uh, is six services, a Matterport object file to SketchUp file, uh, Matterport uh, and, uh, um, converting uh, the point cloud, uh, to an AEC CAD conversion service, uh, a simple CAD conversion service, uh, some high-end visualizations, uh, such as including the, the um, interactive design studio, both as three-dimensional and virtual reality, um, uh, the BIMX, which we've just looked at, BIMX uh, conversion service, uh, and then I, I would say the sky is the limit in terms of custom solutions of, of what you're able to do uh, um, uh, using that Unreal Engine. Uh, have I left out any of the services that you're, that you're working on? No, I think that uh, pretty much covers it. Uh, okay. So, like, like you mentioned, the sky is the limit with, uh, with the Unreal Engine, and you, you gave a perfect example for playing video on a, on a TV, for example something that's easily implemented. And I encourage everyone that, uh, that has, an, has an idea of something that they wanted to see uh, visualized or implemented in one of my templates that uh, I'd be happy to take a look at it. Uh, terrific. So, uh, so we, uh, uh, we've been visiting with uh, um, Inventive CG founder, Danny Basting, uh, in the We Get Around Network forum it's at Danny Boston, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, Boston. I want Danny to say Boston, at, yes. Boston. Uh, uh, at Danny Boston, one word. And I think the, the magic word to find everything in the forum uh, related to what we've been showing you today is, uh, is use the tag in the search box, uh, Inventive CG, I-N-V-E-N-T-I-V-E-C-G. Inventive CG, and that will call up many different uh, examples, uh, in, including the Matterport meets a, a game engine uh, discussion that, uh, that, that Danny started, uh, started putting a lot of these examples that he's been thinking about. Uh, over some time, he's been thinking about the commercialization of, of what he's been doing. Uh, he's launched his business, Inventive CG, uh, and... Uh, and then I think one of the exciting things for, for We Get Around Network uh, basic standard and premium members, Danny has extended a 15% uh, uh, savings on all his different uh, solutions that he offers. Uh, so again, if you, if you go to Inventive uh, CG is the tag within the forum, uh, you'll call up many of these services. There's, there's some rate cards on some of the services that are online. Uh, uh, Danny is in the Netherlands. He's uh, in Tulip country. Uh, tulips uh, country. Uh, his website, inventivecg.com, that's I-N-V-E-N-T-I-V-E-C-G, inventivecg, one word, dot com. And uh, please do check out everything in the, uh, the We Get Around Network forum. Uh, there's, there's a ton of material 
uh, and uh, videos and other examples of uh, Danny's work that he's been uh, pr presenting here to us. So, um, uh, Danny, I thank you for uh, taking us through your, your, your various solutions today. I know it's, uh, it's after midnight uh, in the Netherlands right now. So we thank you for hanging in there. Uh, Lanks, thanks for joining us, uh, though we didn't get a chance to, to speak with you. But if you have questions, please uh, post them in the forum. Uh, there is a, a, a discussion in the forum about uh, today's uh, WGAN TV Live at 5. So if you have follow-up questions, feel free to post them there. Uh, again, I'm Dan Smigrod, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum. You've been watching WGAN-TV Live. Uh, thank you. Danny, hang in there for me, and I'm going to uh, end our broadcast here. Uh, just to chat for a second.